So today we're just going to focus on chapter 58, a chapter you're fairly familiar with, but one that it will look at how it fits into the larger scheme of the chapters that we're covering today, but in a way is also kind of a standalone chapter. So it seems like the easiest one to cover in a video. And uh, that way you'll have those concepts down and we can look at the bigger picture together in class. So you've probably heard uh, people talk about chapter 58 before because it's about fasting or at least a good part of it is about fasting but i want to point out some things that you'll probably recognize now that you may not have before so here in verse one we get this uh this court oracle kind of an idea where it's like it's a court case and god is arranging the witnesses right so he wants it to be like a trumpet that everyone will see and know he's saying that the house of jacob is sinning they're, they're transgressing and sinning, and he is laying this charge before them. But then he contrasts that with saying, oh, they, they're they sinning, but they're doing all the stuff they're supposed to do, like uh, going to him daily, I would guess, in prayer, but in sacrifice. And uh, as a nation, they, they're trying to, in some ways, focus um, in his ways, and they're doing the ordinances they're supposed to do. Um, but they, they, uh, um, they're, they're going through the motions, we could say, in all sorts of things. They're going through the motions, and yet he says they're sinning. Uh, and so we have to ask ourselves, how do we do that? Could these be descriptions of us, that we're going through the motions, we're doing our daily scripture study, we go to sacrament meeting, we pay our fast offerings, and so on. Um, and we're just going through the motions and yet really we're sinning. And so one of the questions they end up asking is, well, we fasted and God doesn't notice. And when they fast, they afflict their soul, but God doesn't notice. Um, and then this is God's answer. In the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. So they're fasting, but they're just going without food. Other than that, it's a normal day for them. They're not doing anything differently. Whereas fasting should be a day that you're praying all the more often. You're contemplating God and uh, approaching him all the more often. It shouldn't just be going without food. Uh, it has to be a completely different attitude and a completely different approach. And I know I myself could certainly work on that. I think that's something we can all work on. Um, they, they uh, fast, but then they have strife and debate. Maybe they're hangry. I don't know. Um, they, they fast, and they want to make sure everyone knows they're fasting. Um, so, like, they're bowing their heads, spreading sackcloth, so that everyone will know they're fasting. And then he says, uh, is not this the fast I've chosen? So he's going to tell them what fasting is really about. To loose the bands of wickedness. So to some degree, fasting is to help you escape sin, to escape wickedness, to focus more on the things of God and less on the things of this world, um, to use it as a day that is so different. Not only you're not eating, but you're, you're doing all you can to be different, to be less worldly and more godly. This will help undo the heavy burdens, both spiritual burdens um, that you're going through, but, uh, but uh, also physical burdens we'll talk about. Um, letting the oppressed go free, break every yoke. So all of these are images of getting out from 
bondage. And most of us, this will be bondage to sin. For some people, it's this as well. We, we call this fast offerings, um, but it's to take care of the hungry. It's to take care of people that are in need, that uh, are just don't have the means to take care of themselves. So that's a way we can let the oppressed go free and break yokes, right? Um, have you ever thought about this? Bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. Uh, it might be a great thing to to choose people who are struggling a little bit and invite them to come and have Fast Sunday um, dinner with you or something along those lines and, and see the naked and cover him and, and so on. Uh, the idea is that we use the fast not just to approach God, but to take care of his children. And of course, these are the two great commandments that we get in the covenant of Abraham or the law of Moses, which is what we keep in, or they were keeping in the covenant of Abraham, but it's still today. Love God, love your neighbor. So part of fasting is approaching God, but part of it is figuring out how to take care of the people around them. And then we get beautiful promises when they do that. Their light will break forth. Their health will spring forth. Righteousness will go. The glory of the Lord will be behind them. Just beautiful images of when you fast truly, then God takes care of you. He's ahead of you. He's behind you. Uh, all sorts of great things are happening. And then note, in contrast to um, verse 3, where they said um, they fasted and God didn't notice, in verse 9 he says, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer, thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. Uh, right? There, it, this is, though he's quick to answer prayers when we fast. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. Now, one of the things that is a yoke is being a slave to our natural appetites, to our fallen man appetites. And while uh, hunger and food is not intrinsically bad, it is an effect of being a fallen man and a natural person in a fallen world. Um, and so by fasting, we say, I have control over my bodily appetites. I'm in charge, not my body. And that's one of the ways that we put the yoke off of us, that we get rid of the things that, um, that are so oppressive to us, which is actually our fallen natures. And that's the biggest thing with fasting. We are trying to throw off our fallen natures and acquire a more godly nature and approach him in that way. Um, and that's why we get, if you draw out your, whoops, uh, if you draw out your soul, uh, to the hungry, so you're taking care of the hungry and the afflicted, then you receive light and the Lord will guide you and satisfy your soul in drought, right? And it'll make you like a water garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. This is a living waters kind of imagery. And you'll build old waste places and raise up foundations of many generations. That's all Abrahamic covenant Im imagery that uh, the prosperity and large posterity. And then the last two verses, he focuses on the Sabbath, not unconnected from fasting. If you turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure, and call the Sabbath a delight, President Nelson has talked about that, the holy of the Lord, honorable, uh, shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Right. So the point is that on the Sabbath, you are focusing even more than normal. We should always be focusing on this, but even more than normal, you're focusing on only doing God's will, on building up his kingdom, 
on building up his children, on becoming more holy, on approaching him. This is what fasting is about as well, right? So um, the two should approach each other. And then when you fast on a Sunday, wow, it should really be something. Um, you delight in the Lord. And when that happens, he will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed with the heritage of Jacob, thy father. Right? You, then you really get the Abrahamic covenant blessing. So I would say the point of chapter 58 in both fasting and the Sabbath is to forget about surface worship. Forget about, I mean, don't stop doing those things, but, but don't focus on, am I um, getting in my, my journal writing in this way? Journal writing is great. You should do it. Um, but, but the focus is not on going through the actions. It's on why. It's on what is happening inside you. Why are you fasting? Why are you going to church? Why are you visiting someone? Why are you not watching uh, stupid stuff on Sunday? Why are you trying to do good things? Uh, why are you trying to edify yourself? The, the, get rid of the surface and hit the deep meaning of truly trying to approach God and bless his children out of love for both. And when that happens, then these great and beautiful promises that we have all over in the, um, this chapter about the promises of the Abrahamic covenant, then they really come to pass. And so the focus of this chapter is true worship as opposed to surface worship.